This program is part of the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network. For more shows like this, visit our website at cosmicpotatonetwork.com. Watching television, watching television. Watching television, watching television. I need all the image, I need all the sound. I know the info right into my mind. Hey everybody, welcome back to Trial by Pilot. This is the show where we judge an entire series of television and the work of hundreds on one episode. I'm Bill Lynch. I'm Elizabeth Lynch. <laughs> Mixing it up again, huh? Just with a ever so slight pause. Yeah, there's not a whole lot you can do with my name. <laughs> <laughs> Have you tried saying it backwards? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not it. <laughs> Today on Try by Pilot, we are talking about Kevin can F himself. He sure can. <laughs> what a jerk. This is a new sitcom, but also drama. On AMC. Dark comedy. Dark comedy. I've seen it build as that, yeah. Yeah. It's also on AMC Plus or Prime Video. Or Tubi. Is it? Do you have Tubi? No. Oh, I have it on my phone. Um, if you look under your pillow, uh, it's there as well. <laughs> uh, basically anywhere you want to watch the show, just yeah. gaze off and it'll show up. <laughs> you can uh, just say it and yeah. it'll just be there. Say it three times in the mirror. Okay, Google. And then spin around. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, so this stars Annie Murphy, mm-hmm. best known for Alexis from Schitt's Creek. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm guessing she's been in other stuff, but I think that is yeah, like her just, only ma- major role. I mean, at least that's like aired in America, I would say, with like, you know. Yeah. Uh, popularity. Yeah. And listen, I know this is not a unique opinion to have, but I think you'll back me up that I, like from day one, I was like, Oh, man. I love her. Oh, yeah. Right? It is Does hard everyone think to, that? It is hard to pick a favorite character from Schitt's Creek. It is, but mine immediately was Alexis. Yes. Like, I think I agree with that. She's really just kind of very special. She just did some really wonderful things with that character that, like, yeah. maybe a less talented, insightful actor wouldn't have been able to do. Mm. Mm, perhaps. You know? Yeah. So Kevin can F himself starts off with like a shot of. Hold on one quick second before we go on. All right, get into the backstory. Do you know who Kevin is? Can well, you guess what else he's been in? The guy who plays Kevin? Yeah. Uh, he looks very familiar. What? Um, just, just take a shot. It's something that we've talked about on the podcast. Something that we have reviewed on the podcast. Did I like it or not like it? Mm, you loved it i loved it you loved it we all loved it casey loved it too so it's going back further i mean i know i've seen this guy he has like a very distinctive look he was in naughty and nice oh my god (laughs) he was the producer right yes he was the producer in naughty and nice because when I was watching this, I'm like, why do I know that guy? Holy shit. Why does he look so familiar? And basically, when you look him up, all his headshots is basically, it's like he's just... It's like It's like he was born to play. Like, it's like he was born and he and his parents said, oh, he's going to play like the dumb 
husband on TV. <laughs> like that is exactly what he looks like. That's what like all of his like headshots look like. Yeah, I think he's. I think maybe I've seen him in other stuff too. But yeah, now that you say naughty and nice, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's his name? Eric Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. And so it starts off with a shot of their house from the street with like classic sitcom opening music. Mm-hmm. Like what a terrible descriptor, but like I think you know exactly what I'm... You know what exactly, I'm, yeah. yeah. And Kevin and his friend are in their living room. They're playing beer pong. They're practicing for the anniversarager to celebrate his 10th anniversary with his wife, Allison, played by Andy Murphy. Mm-hmm. And like the whole set is like, Picture, like, try to mash together the set of, like, Everybody Loves Raymond and The King of Queens and... (laughs) I knew you were going to say exactly those two shows. (laughs) And there's another one in there that I want to put in there (laughs) with the guy from from Game of Thrones. The guy from Game of Thrones? Yeah, there was a guy from Game of Thrones who was, like, on this sitcom where he and his wife were like lived in chicago do you know what i'm talking about i'm talking about zaros and daxos <laughs> no <laughs> uh and so allison instead of having their rager wants to have maybe an adult dinner for once mm-hmm. but he says like you know i promise we'll do that next year and like you know as the scene is going on i think his father is there and mm-hmm. Uh, the friend's wife that or sister that lives next door and they're all like booing her and like whining that she's like suggesting anything mm-hmm. um and he makes a crack that like hey you know we're, i'm 35 years old like i'm in my prime i want to have a party um yeah. and oh he says like oh you know i'm 35 i'm in my prime and you're 35 and you're also in your prime like clearly he was about he was, to say like you know you're aging yeah yeah and so and they're calling her mom. Like they're just kind of making fun of her that she's like kind of like a party pooper. Yeah, yeah. They're playing beer pong in the living room. So, and you know, it's all like classic multicam sitcom, dumb jokes, very colorful. And so Allison turns and walks back into the kitchen through a door, and as she emerges on the other side, it switches to single cam, mm-hmm. traditionally used in like dramas and other shows. And has like a much darker drabber tone. And she slams his beer glass down on the counter and it shatters in her hand. Yeah. You see like a little bit of blood dripping out of her hands. Like, obviously it's getting to her. Yeah. (laughs) So like these scenes kind of have that like filter, like that gray filter, like Chernobyl and like the last show we watched. Yeah, we were talking about uh, Catla last week, talking about that filter. This definitely has it. Mark Addy. Is the actor that I'm talking about. Oh, my gosh. He played Robert Baratheon. Right, Robert Baratheon? Yes, nice. But he was on a sitcom called... Hold on. I remember looking this up when I first started watching Game of Thrones. Still standing. Yeah, I thought it was incredible that that was the same actor. Yeah. Because he was so great. (laughs) In both roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he was one of my favorite, like, random sitcom dads on, like, a (laughs) random show. What makes it random? You know what? That's a good question. As I said it, I was like, why is it more random than Everybody Loves Raymond? But it just like wasn't as popular as sure. Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, Probably yeah. didn't have as good of a time slot or something. Yeah. And then like you end up watching it in like syndication. Right. At like five o'clock. <laughs> and so the next morning, Allison makes him a nice breakfast, brings it out into the living room where he's playing video games. And she mentions like, you know, maybe it's time that we use some of our savings to like do something that we wanted to do, like something mature, something adult. Mm-hmm. 
and you know, they're talking about anniversary gifts and he's like, well, I want boozy snow cones for my gift. Uh, he, he like saw some advertisement and he like wrote it on the bathroom mirror in permanent, in permanent marker. marker. And so she goes off and has just like a total shit day. Um, she stops on the street to look at some real estate listings to kind of daydream. And eventually she makes her way to her job at the liquor store where she works with, you know, some other woman that she went to high school with. That's like, no, that's no, her aunt. Her oh, it's aunt, her aunt? Yeah. Her aunt owns it. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah. And her aunt's mentioning like how lucky they both are to have these men in their lives. Mm-hmm. And so she gets home again. Kevin is there playing video games and she surprises him with a real estate listing and says, we're moving. Like we're, right. we're buying a new house. And he eventually agrees at least pretends to mm-hmm. and things seem good. But then she's alone in the bathroom that night and looks up to see alcoholic snow cones written in permanent marker on the mirror. Right. And like it all kind of <laughs> comes crashing down again. Yeah. So there's this like classic sitcom storyline going on where uh, Kevin's uptight boss accidentally finds out of the, about the party and now he's mm-hmm. going to show up. And so Allison's sent out to like get some things for the party. She stops at a new diner and runs into an old friend there who just moved back into town. He owns the diner and he and his wife are fixing up this like old historic building or something like that Mm -hmm. uh, with their in-laws and, you know, just kind of putting her situation even more in perspective. Right. Uh, And so she like rushes out of the diner and gets back to set up for the party. And it seems like they maybe had some sort of history. Maybe. That's maybe. what I that's what I got gathered from that. Okay. Like she seemed maybe like a little bit jealous when he mentioned his wife. Oh yeah. Yeah. There was a moment there. And so Kevin's boss shows up at the party and Kevin immediately leaves Allison alone with him. Just right, because the they have to like classic sitcom, they have to have two parties. Right. There has to be the real party in the back. Yeah. And then, like, this, like, fancy... And the real party party. in the back is just the five cast members we've already met. Right. (laughs) And And Tom Brady lookalikes that they've hired. And and Tom Brady lookalikes. And Allison goes to get some wine for the boss and returns to find him in with the other party. Right. And everyone's drunk very quickly. And she eventually finds herself drunk in the bathtub upstairs, drinking the bottle of nice wine by herself. Mm -hmm. And she hears this commotion... And she goes downstairs to find Kevin standing on her favorite coffee table. And he's like, you know, I have an announcement to make. There's a big move coming. And he, and he calls her up onto the coffee table with him. So she gets up there. And the big announcement is he's just been promoted by his drunken boss. And he's moving from k- installing cable to installing fiber optics. Mm-hmm. And you know what that means? We're not moving after all. Which I didn't understand why that was connected. Like you're not working out of your house. Yeah, I'm not sure. Was it like the territory was like closer there oh, or something? I don't know. Maybe. They didn't explain it. Um, I guess you did, they didn't really have to. I was just like, oh, why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and just then the coffee table breaks and collapses. Yeah. And everyone spills onto the ground. And this coffee table is like a point of contention because she's like, it's the one nice thing in their house. The coffee table is from Pottery Barn. Yeah. And they're like, it's from Goodwill. You got it at Goodwill. Right. She's like, it's from Pottery Barn. Like, <laughs> So she goes outside frustrated, punches the mailbox and says like, F something. Mm-hmm. And their neighbor's there. And so they start talking. And, you know, Allison's like, I'll be okay. I know how to work Kevin. 
Yeah. It'll be fine. This neighbor is the wife of... Sister. Wait. Oh, the it's sis- his sister? Yeah. Whose sister? Neil. The dumb friend. Oh, I thought that was his wife. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And she's like, you know, I know how to work Kevin. And the neighbor's like, listen, I hate to be the one to tell you this, but you're not buying that house. Right. Your savings account is empty. Kevin has spent all the money and they had to borrow money from us a couple years ago when Kevin got in trouble for selling like phony sports memorabilia or something. Mm -hmm. And so that night, Allison goes on a little bender. You know, she has these realizations about her marriage and that Kevin's always holding her back, taking away things that she enjoys. You know, she ends up like snorting cocaine in a garage with like this like guy that keeps hitting on her. Yeah. Yeah. Which I thought was a big leap for someone that like wouldn't even say fuck. Yeah. She's like, you know, the perfect like housewife, quote unquote. And then she goes out and snorts cocaine, whatever. Um, Yeah, we like to cut loose sometimes. (laughs) Oh, do you? (laughs) I drink my margaritas out of a can now, Bill. (laughs) So she gets home in the morning and Kevin has the breakfast table all set up for the fancy dinner she's been asking. Even though he hasn't cooked anything, he's expecting her to cook it. Right. And, you know, she has like these like kind of somewhat comedic visions throughout the episode where she's like serving him a beer. And in this vision, she breaks the glass and then stabs him in the neck with the broken glass. And like, there's just like blood spurting everywhere. But of course it flashes back to reality and she really has broken another glass, but Mm -hmm. but leaves the kitchen. And, you know, as she leaves the kitchen, it goes back to single cam dark Mm -hmm. and she pockets the broken handle and gets like a tiny, tiny smirk on her face as the pilot ends. Yeah. What did that mean? She's going to kill him later? She's going to hold on to that because that vision was really nice (laughs) for her. Uh, What did you think of Kevin can F himself? I thought, wow, how has nobody thought of this before? (laughs) Yeah, it's a cool concept. It's a very cool concept. I really like the way it switched to just like that classic like sitcom. Everything about it. The laugh track, the lighting, the multi-cam use like the dumb writing everything was like oh i think we got her like stupid jokes to like just like as soon as she was by herself as soon as she was away like it was like she was like preparing to like get on stage right with her husband so like anytime they're like inside with her husband it's every scene that he is in yes is a sitcom yeah. Because I wasn't sure how they were going to break it up. But then, like, you know, she's with the neighbor. She's with other people. Mm-hmm. And it's, whenever she's with him, it's the multicam sitcom. Yeah. At first, I thought it was, like, whenever she was alone. But she's with other people. And it's, like, yeah. much more She's with real. the boss. She's mm-hmm. at work. It's all dramatic, except for with him. But with him, she's got... She's, like, putting on this show. Right. Right. Just And layers. living this, like, fantasy. Even though it's, like, not a fantasy right, at all. Right. <laughs> um. But she's trying, like she wants it, like she wants this life where she's like, she keeps picturing this vision of them in this beautiful house and she's happily serving him a beer. And it's like 10 years it's taking her to figure out he doesn't deserve her (laughs) serving him this beer, you know, like, so I thought that was really interesting. I'm, I'm curious. I think it's, I, I don't know if maybe this was on purpose or not, but like, so it takes place in Boston because it's like, why not? Like there's, you know, there's always, it's a, it takes place in Chicago. So the guy Worcester. can be like a Cubs fan or it takes place in, you know, Boston yeah. or whatever. It's, but like, it's just funny. Cause like the, 
the accents were like, I don't know, sometimes sounded Boston, sometimes <laughs> didn't, you know, like not, not that that really matters. It's like a, a sitcom thing. But yeah. They went very heavy on the accents at parts. Yeah. And other times it was just like, where are you guys from? Like it, you know, but I, th- honestly, that didn't really bother me. I thought it kind He's of He's got a Wade Boggs rookie card. Yeah. Hanging <laughs> up on the wall. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought Andy Murphy was great. Mm-hmm. The concept was cool. I knew kind of the transition thing just from watching the previews, how it yeah. went from multicam to single cam. And I thought it was effective in moving between those two yeah. things. I, Sometimes I, think. I found myself waiting for it. Yeah. Too. Okay, are they going to switch it? You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, when they were in the sitcom, you know, it was stupid sitcom jokes. Mm-hmm. Some of them were, like, actually funny, as if you were watching a real sitcom. Right. Some of them were clearly, like, tongue-in-cheek and satirical, like, making fun of that kind of sitcom. Right. Which, obviously, this show is doing a lot of. You know, I think they did a good job playing on all, like, the standard tropes. I worry a bit if the ratio is the same moving forward, mm-hmm. that that sitcom shtick is going to wear a little thin, you know? Yeah. I mean, but you know where we've seen this done well is with WandaVision where like, it kind of like starts off as this like concept and then they do like, I thought those transitions were done well. Right. Right. So I think it can, it can be done well, but yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah. Not that they won't do it well. I'm just wondering if like, Using those scenes to satirize that kind of sitcom mm-hmm. is going to grow old. Like, you know, they did it in the first episode a bunch of times. Like, how much more are they going to do it? That, right. Where it still, like, helps to drive the plot forward. Right. You know? Yeah. You know what they could do? Ooh, what? what? would be cool. It's like each episode is a different um, decade. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought you had a real, real thought for a second. <laughs> Um, nope, just copying another show. <laughs> you know, my other complaint was with the the real quote unquote scenes. Same complaint that I had with Catla. I just wish that wish they turned down that dark filter just like one little notch. Yeah, it's like sometimes it hurts your eyes a little bit. Like, I'm, right? I'm totally fine with it being a little drab and not like super poppy color. But like, yeah, when it's so obviously a filter that like you can't even not think about it. Like, just yes. You you can you can turn that down a notch or two and still have a big departure from the sitcom visuals, you know? Yeah, I agree. It's almost like you're not you're just like not not going to think about it when it's like that. Right, right. Um, but overall, I thought it was good. Yeah. Um, How long were these episodes? Do you remember? This one was like forty five minutes. Okay. And I think they're all long. Okay. I was just scrolling because I was, I'm always curious about the length. And like the third episode is over an hour long. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, that's a big strike mark against it. You know, it's, <laughs> it's probably not something we're going to like just casually watch two episodes of in bed as we're falling asleep. We watch one episode in bed and it would be like, like really sometimes all we have time for is one and a half episodes of something. <laughs> <laughs> so it's almost perfect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did enjoy it. Um, and I think I would recommend it. Um, it's not necessarily at the top of my list of shows to con- continue watching, mm-hmm. just because we have a bunch. You know, if it was a 22-minute thing, then it would be easier to fit in. But what, what do you think? I mean, I I think I'd like to continue watching it. I mean, we did just finish We Are Lady Parts, um, and all the other shows that we have that we want to watch are now, like, longer dramas. Yeah. So... Which this 
mostly is too. Yeah. But I guess I'm putting it in the category of watching before bed because it's not a full hour except for that one episode. And it's still kind of a sitcom. Kind of. (laughs) How many episodes are there? I don't know. Okay. Uh, This is a weekly release, I believe. Oh, okay. So, you know, I I think we're like in the middle of the season when this episode comes out. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'd recommend it because I think it's kind of cool. I haven't really seen anything like this. Yeah, it's a cool concept. Something unique. Do you think... Kevin can F himself will get a second season on AMC, AMC Plus, Amazon Prime, Video, 2B. Um, yes. Sure. I, I do. I mean, I think that, I don't know, if you're going off of, like, name recognition alone, do you think that, like, Annie Murphy is, like, has enough where, she just came off such a big show that I feel like maybe they might yeah. give her a chance, but there's not really anyone else on the show that's, like, huge. Yeah, like, yeah. known, but not. I, th- I think she's a big enough name to draw people in to watch the first season. I don't know if she can, like, carry, like, a long-running series just on her name alone. Like, I think it actually has to be good. Okay. Well, I mean, I think she's yeah. good, so. Oh, I, I do, too. Yeah. I just I just don't think people are going to be like, oh, Annie Murphy? Like, yeah, sign her on for three seasons. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> They're going to see what the ratings are like. Yeah. I think AMC has a pretty good track record of, like, vetting their shows and not putting on total shit that gets canceled right away yeah i think most of their shows get like at least a second or third season so i'll, I'll say yeah they'll give it a, they'll give it a shot you know what was on amc that show that we start watching in the middle of dispatches from elsewhere oh yeah yeah i wonder how that ended <laughs> but not really i don't care i don't really care either <laughs> <laughs> but but but, really but another show with a cool concept yeah. That we watched about half of and they were like, oh my God, this is so boring. Right. That's true. <laughs> that is true. All right. So what do you want to do? Well, I have a game. Oh, let's head over to your game corner. Okay. Come on. Let's go. Follow me. Watch your step. Elizabeth's game corner. Can you do you mind removing your shoes? <laughs> This is a shoeless game corner. Oh my gosh. All right. Okay. Anyway. So this is a game just for Bill. Courtesy of Vulture. Okay. How well do you know Seinfeld? Oh my. And we haven't watched it in a while. So I'm wondering how well you are. Now this is a long quiz. We're not going to do the whole thing. Okay. I I don't think we'll be able to. I'm going to scroll through and like pick my favorite. I'm worried if these are obscure questions, I probably won't do very well, but go ahead. I think I'll try to be fair. All right. I'm going to start out with one that you might not know, though. Okay. What Manhattan neighborhood did Jerry reside in? Would you like me to give you options? Yes. Okay, because it is multiple choice. Okay, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lower East Side, Upper East Side, Upper West Side, Soho. Upper East Side? Incorrect. Damn. Why doesn't it tell me what the actual... Oh, I have to go to the end to get the answers? Oh, this was not well thought Mother out. Fuck. Okay. <laughs> well, how do you know that was wrong? Because it tells me incorrect, but it doesn't let me change oh. it. Oh. <laughs> Ugh. Can you, press, Vulture. can you press back? You said Upper East Side? Yeah. I think it's Upper West Side. Okay. That's that was, that was my side. other guess. Correct. Yeah. Upper West Side. I knew it was Upper something. Yeah. All right, which Seinfeld writer voiced George Steinbrenner on and off from seasons five through nine? Larry David. 
correct. Guest star Terry Hatcher's breasts, as confirmed by her character Sidra in season four, The Implant, were not only real, but... Spectacular. Yes. Good. Uh, oh, in season six is The Doorman. Frank Costanza wants to name the chest support garment he and Kramer invent the Mansier. The bro. Kramer prefers the bro. Correct. <laughs> Which of these occupations did George's alias Art Vandelay not purport to peddle in? Hmm, okay. Latex salesman, novelist, garbage man, importer, exporter. Garbage man. Correct. Yeah. I didn't know that one. Hmm. I mean, he's trying to impress women usually. That's true. <laughs> I was but waiting the for something. The latex go. salesman is just oh, a weird that's true. One. Oh, actually, that wasn't him trying to impress women. <laughs> uh, that was him trying to get a job. In later seasons, Kramer frequently sought the counsel of an excitable attorney who parodied which member of O.J. Simpson's defense team: Robert Kardashian, Alan Dershowitz, Johnny Cochran. Or F. Lee Bailey. Johnny Cochran. Correct. Elaine's preferred big salad is her <laughs> is per her illustrated. <laughs> Pardon? I'm gonna start this over again. Elaine's preferred big salad is per her illustration like a salad only bigger <laughs> with more of everything, with more ingredients. With lots of stuff in it, like a big salad. <laughs> I, I lost the... So only bigger... Like a big salad. Like a big salad. Yeah. Incorrect. Ooh! And more, more stuff in it? I think it's with lots of stuff in it. Yeah. That was my first gut reaction. Midway through season eight, Kramer lost plenty of sleep thanks to this fledgling fast food chain's giant neon sign. Kenny Rogers Roasters. That's right. I'm um, on no sleep. Yeah. None. Cosmo is to Kramer as blank is to Seinfeld. Jerry. Gerald. Jerome. Jareth. Gerilyn. Jerome. Yeah, everyone knows his name is Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) Hear ye, hear ye. It's a Festivus for... The rest of us. Obviously. I had to give you one of those. Yes, Susan dies at the end of season seven's The Invitations, but Jerry also meets his exact female counterpart, played by this comedic actress. Sarah Silverman, Carol Liefer, Courtney Cox... Janine Garofalo. Janine Garofalo? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Because there's another woman that he meets. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was thinking of a girlfriend that George had that looked like Jerry. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and then she gets gum in her hair and has to cut it off and she looks exactly like Jerry. <laughs> um, all right, let's do like two more. Sure. Right, okay. Faced with the possible shortage of one of her favorite products... Elaine started using this term when assessing potential suitors. Spongeworthy. I didn't even need to read. <laughs> for for the most options. of these, I'm going to be honest. Like you're three words in, and I know the answer. I know. <laughs> Elaine's jazz saxophonist beau, John Germain, won't perform what intimate act? Cunnilingus. <laughs> Correct. 
Is that how it's written on there? It says oral sex on here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, Bill, you got 12 out of 13. Okay. I mean, technically, you got 11 out of 13 because you did get the first one wrong and then you got it right. Oh, oh, oh. I thought you were counting that one. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I do love Seinfeld. You do love Seinfeld. (laughs) Anyway, I couldn't think of like any more. I mean, the last game that we played that I tried, it was like really hard to do when we tried to make the perfect episode. It's so hard. That's really hard. You can't do that on TV shows. (laughs) But we tried. I was like, that's not good. So let me just like do some trivia that someone else has already written. (laughs) (laughs) Really putting forth the effort there, hon. (laughs) Well, I mean, it chose it for you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. All right. Any plugs? Um, no. All right. <laughs> uh, next week, be sure to join us for a recap episode. We haven't done one for quite some time. We have a lot of shows to talk about. We've watched a lot of TV, mm-hmm. good, bad, and in between. That's right. So be sure to join us for that one. If you have suggestions on shows for us to watch, you can email us at trialbypilot at gmail.com. You can go into Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at trialbypilot, and please Go on to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, subscribe to the show, leave a review, and tell a friend. And thank you to the Beats for providing our theme music. Thanks, Beats. Bye. Bye. Watching